Welcome to the Before and After Bariatric Surgery Podcast. This is the place where we talk to people who have had weight loss surgery and successfully kept the weight off. We learn what to expect before and after surgery. We uncover the tips and tricks that will make you a success. And now, here's your host, Dan Abeling. Today we have a great guest. Connie had gastric bypass surgery a little bit over a year ago, and she has already lost 105 pounds. But Connie is a cheater. Yep, you heard me. She has cheated on her diet. Now, I know that everyone has cheated on diets before, but once you've had weight loss surgery, there are different repercussions from cheating, and you run the risk of falling back into bad habits and regaining weight. But before we get into Connie's cheating ways, Connie, tell us your story. Well, I decided probably about two and a half years ago to pursue the gastric bypass surgery. Um, first of all, my best friend that lives in Pennsylvania, she had had it, and I loved the results that she got. She told me all her stories, and my sister had it, and then another friend had the surgery. So I had three great examples of what to and what not to do in the surgery process. I think I kind of started a lot, a lot further ahead of most people because I had so many people in my life that had had it, and then I had another friend who had it in that time period. So they all had really good results. They talked about how good they felt. I have had back problems since I had a car accident in 1992, and my doctor kept saying, if you get some of that weight off of you, you get some weight off of you, you'll feel better. And at, at my highest point, I was 348 pounds. So after I talked to my friends and my sister, I pursued it. Um, I also had been diagnosed with high blood pressure, and they were talking about diabetes, which I really don't think I had diabetes because mm-hmm. they gave me some steroid injections, and no, do- nobody told me the combination between the steroid and how it affects, you know, your A1C. But anyways, I took it as that, and they gave me medication, and I was taking the medication. But I don't like taking medication. I didn't want to keep taking that stuff. So I mm-hmm. decided, you know what, if if my insurance will pay for it, I'm going to do it, and I did. I'm always curious, you know, aside from your friends having it and you seeing these great results, and I'm sure that, you know, at 348 pounds, you probably wanted to lose weight. Was there a specific event that led up to it? Was it, you know, trying to keep up with your kids? Was it something that made you that day say, I have to change? Um, It was really the talk about diabetes because, you know, in African-Americans, diabetes is one of the number one killers. And I just wasn't going to going to accept the fact that I had diabetes. I said no. And then, you know, with all the research I did, it talked about how the gastric bypass, one of the things that it was good for was people with diabetes. So that was really my decision. It's not about kids because I don't have any kids, you know. So it's just about mm-hmm. me getting my life back because I was feeling really miserable, actually to the point of suicide. So now that now that you've had surgery, what what are your blood sugar like, where are you on that diabetes spectrum? Um, I had my A1C about 30 days ago, and I was at 5.4. So awesome. It's real good. So I'm not on any yep. medication for that. I'm not even concerned with that anymore. Yep. And for people listening out there who maybe haven't had surgery yet, gastric bypass has an amazing resolution of diabetes uh, post-surgery. 
there are very few patients who go through gastric bypass surgery and still have diabetes after surgery. So that that's wonderful, Connie. <laughs> Let's get into your cheating ways. <laughs> oh, God. And again, I mentioned this early on, but normal people going through life and trying to eat healthy have times when they cheat. And I, I know it's kind of a downer when that happens, but when you've had gastric bypass surgery and you've made these drastic life changes and you end up cheating, um, it's a whole different story. Before Before we talk about what happened after you cheated and, and how you kind of recovered. Tell me, uh, what made you actually say, you know what, today I'm going to have that piece of cake or whatever it was. Give us give us some details. Well, like I told you, I had a lot of issues with my back. And in my first, like, six months of, you know, from the time I had my surgery, I was doing a lot better. I wasn't having a lot of back pain anymore. And, and you know, I was walking every day, going to the gym and doing all the stuff I, I could, couldn't do before. And in the midst of that, probably within my ninth month, I started having a lot of back problems again. And my theory was before, I'm not going to be in pain and not eat what I want to eat. So mm-hmm. when I got, when I started having back pain again, I, you know, I wouldn't go overboard like I did before, but I started with the, you know, the chocolate and the, the cupcakes and pieces of cake. Mm-hmm. And I would eat a small amount, but I would eat it in a matter of hours or a day or two until it was gone. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that was my no-no, but that was my weakness. Reese's peanut butter cups is my weakness, okay? And, you know, I go to the store, and there they were. So I'd pick up one or two, and then I'd say, I'm only going to eat half of this, and, you know, that didn't work, so. Tell me, we've we've talked, and I I don't know the answer to this, and it sounds like you ate small amounts, so you might have been clear on the whole dumping syndrome issue. Did you experience any of that? I only had dumping one time since I had my surgery, and I was talking to my sister, and I told her, I said, I want some cereal. I love corn pops. And I said, I'm going to eat some corn pops. And in the midst of that, you know, she didn't really give me instructions on how to do it. So I just made a small little, you know, everything is little. I made a mm-hmm. small little bowl, and I put a little milk in it, and I ate the corn pops, and about maybe within the next five minutes, the room started spinning. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. okay, whoa, what is that? So I'm thinking, I'm in the kitchen, and I'm thinking, okay, if I pass out now, I can't get to the phone, I can't get to the door, I'll just be on the floor. So I said, okay. And I'm a person of great faith, and I believe in praying. And I prayed, and I said, God, just let me get to the couch. The phone is on the couch, and I can make call somebody. So by the time I got to the couch, I started getting nauseated. And I couldn't even think to call 911 or, or anybody. But then in, in, my, in the back of my head, that still small voice said, in my sister's voice, this is what happens when you dump. Mm-hmm. So because I did have so much, you know, like I said, my friends and everybody, everybody was telling me this. Then I kind of calmed myself down, and I laid on the couch, and I held on real tight until the room stopped spinning, which the whole episode probably was about 15 minutes, but it felt like mm-hmm. it was about four hours, you know. <laughs> I'm like, yep. okay, this couch got to stop spinning or I'm going to die. But that was the only big dumping episode I had. Well, not not the only because – Another time I ate some turkey, and I guess I didn't cut it up good enough and chew it enough. And when it went down, it came right back up. So those are the only oh, yeah. times I had dumping. Usually now I can kind of gauge myself 
when I start feeling a little sleepy, I know, okay, you, you, you're at that limit. Don't eat anymore. And then my stomach mm-hmm. kind of tightens up. So I really try to listen to my body, although yesterday I didn't do so good because I'm from Ohio, and there's a certain potato chip that you can only get in in Ohio in that area. So when I went uh-huh. home, I brought the potato chips back, and I bought a big bag, and I kind of just sat on the couch and kept, you know, eating the potato chips. So probably about 20 minutes later, I started getting sick. I said, okay, oh, yeah. enough. So I put the potato chips away. But I yep. didn't, you know, it wasn't a serious thing like the dumping. I just started feeling right. like queasy. So I try right. to really listen to my body, you know. Well, good. No, I, I think all of that is, is, in fact, one of the benefits of gastric bypass mm-hmm. surgery. You are very aware of what you eat mm-hmm. because, um, you know, your body tells you if it's if it's getting too much too fast. Right. I want to go back to um, that, that period where you were kind of eating those recess and a little bit of cupcake and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. How did you feel as you were going through that i know emotionally having back pain you must have probably been in a uh, fairly bad place anyways yes how'd you get out of that um well um i'm not completely out i'm still dealing with some issues um because the back pain is still you know going on and i had an mri and they told me there's some other things going on with my back and now i gotta go see a specialist but i think the thing that that is helping me now is the fact that I've gone through too much to start messing up, you know, going through the surgery. And it wasn't a bad. I had nothing bad. I didn't have any gallbladder attacks or nothing that I read that people are having. But just the fact that, you know, going through this, why would I go through, put myself through that and did not do right? So I had to mm-hmm. talk to myself and say, okay, Connie, now you need to make up your mind what you're going to do. Because you gave away all your clothes, so you have nothing but skinny clothes now. <laughs> and, you know, you went through too much. And then what are people going to say if, you know, here a year later you start bulking back up? That doesn't make any sense, and I know better. I'm I'm very disciplined when it comes to I know what to do. Sometimes doing it is a problem. But with this, I'm thinking, uh-uh, you need to stop buying stupid stuff. You're, gonna, you're not going to eat stuff that you know you shouldn't eat. And my cousin told me not so long ago, she said, everything in moderation. And, I, you know, mm-hmm. if I want a piece of cake, if I want some cake, I'm going to probably eat that top layer, you know, and put it away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I want a Reese's, I'm going to eat one and give the other one away or, or put mm-hmm. it up or, you know, I, I can't go back. That that part right there scares me, almost brings me yep. to tears because I'm thinking, look where you are now. You Look what you can do now. Even with your back hurting, you can walk, you can, you know, you can you can fit in an airplane seat and not have to get an extra, you know, seat belt and all that kind of stuff. So why would I go back? That's just that's crazy to me. So I, I make myself aware of, okay, yeah, you in pain, but if you want something to eat, you better get you some cheese or get you some cottage cheese or something like that or drink your mm-hmm. water. You know, I, I constantly talk to myself. Okay. So self-motivating and kind of that self-realization that you might be getting back into old habits and, yeah. and you've come so far, that sort of thing really gets you back on track. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I know there's a lot of people out there. I, I think at some point, almost everyone who's had weight loss surgery goes mm-hmm. through this. And a lot of times it started just by being depressed or, mm-hmm. um, you know, something in your personal life's going on where right. you need that cake and, and screw it. You're going to have it. And that can, you know, 
quickly lead to um, that becoming part of your normal diet. And it sounds like you've been aware enough to, to say, look, if this is going to happen, it's just going to be one small bite, right. and that's it. Right. Um, and and you know, then you get back to the good stuff. We as people, we make excuses for ourselves, for what we do, whatever. But I'm saying to myself, even though I'm in pain and my back is killing me, is that me eating this, is this going to change my pain? No. So I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm never going to beat me up. I'm just going to tell me, look, just do what you need to do and stop getting crazy. So that's usually where I go, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm real good about getting myself in order here. So I'm yeah. not going to. But so many people beat up themselves and they get depressed and, well, I already had a piece of cake, so I might as well eat another. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Eat that one piece of cake or that one bite of cake and let it go. If you want to come back later and eat another piece, let it go. But go walk it and drink your water and, you know, do everything else you're supposed to do. That that right there is, is great advice because it is, is that vicious circle when you feel like, well, I had cake yesterday. I might as well have another piece today. Right. Or, you know, I'm already eating this. I might as well eat the whole thing. That's That's the wrong way to think about it. Right. Do you have any advice? I, I think you just gave it, basically. But for someone who finds themselves kind of fallen off the wagon, maybe they're, they're not just maybe with their diet, but with exercise and getting up, and, and maybe they're a little depressed. I think we, we both know that it's an emotional roller coaster mm-hmm. after surgery. What, what kind of advice would you give someone that maybe finds themselves in a, in a tough position six months, a year after surgery? The first advice I would give them is don't beat yourself up. Don't don't even do that. Mm-hmm. We all go through stuff. Life is gonna happen. Take it as what take it for face value. Life happens, okay? If somebody dies, life happens. If you lose your job, life happens. But there's no sense in you throwing all your achievements away over one emotional decision. That's one thing I like about my pastor. She always teaches us. Do not make emotional decisions. You know, you can't do that because you'll end up in worse shape than you were before. So if you eat that piece of cake, okay, you ate a piece of cake. Now move on. If you're having a bad day, I'm having a bad day. Now go to bed, get up tomorrow, and start all over again. Don't ever, ever beat yourself up. That's one thing I really want to get over to everybody, and even in the gastric bypass chat rooms and stuff, that's one thing that I tell people. Stop beating yourself up. You had a drink. Okay, next, (laughs) you know. So don't don't beat yourself up. If I could share anything, that's one thing I want to tell people. Don't beat yourself up. Tomorrow's a new day. Get yourself up, dust yourself off, and start all over again. I love that. Mm-hmm. that that's a great motto, get great mantra, and a great way to pick yourself up and, yeah. and get going. Now, kind of rounding out the interview here, I want to ask you, because not all of us, and we have a lot of people that are considering weight loss surgery that mm-hmm. listen, and not all of those people have a friend or someone close that they can talk to who've had weight loss surgery and get all their questions answered. How, what would you suggest to someone that is con- on the fence about weight loss surgery, considering it, and, and should probably take action? What would you tell them? Well, first of all, I know in most areas they have support groups. You know, from mm-hmm. I live in Greensboro, North Carolina, and they put out a schedule Every Thursday night they have a support group meeting. So first thing, get involved with support group. And then secondly, there are support groups online. Get involved in those. I'm, I'm a member of several of them on Facebook. 
get involved in those support groups, and then within that that boundary, you're going to find somebody that lives near you that you can kind of partner up with, and they can kind of help you through it, you know. I'm out here. So anybody listening, you need somebody to talk to, I'm on Facebook. Look me up, Constance Burrow. Look me up. My life is all about encouraging people. That's one thing I've always done in life, heavy, skinny, and in between. I'm going to encourage you to do what you got to do. So if you don't have anybody, there's support groups, there's groups online. Um, Those are kind of the best two places to start. I think that's great advice. I think one of the things that surprised me is once you do get involved in these forums, these support groups, uh, there are some tremendous Facebook groups, support groups out there. Mm-hmm. People are so willing to help. They're so proud of the progress that they've made, and they are more than happy to talk to you. So if you are on the fence and you need someone to talk to, reach out to those support groups. People do it all the time, right. and people on those support groups are so so pleasant to talk to. They're so supportive and encouraging. And I've, I've seen uh, just a lot of great discussion uh, in those areas. Yeah. And there's always going to be some haters. There's always going to be somebody who's going to, you know, shoot you down. But like I yep. said, life happens. You just take the haters, shake it off, and use it as, as the stepping stone to your next place in your weight loss surgery. It's it just happens. You know, I read on the the Facebook thing, well, I don't want any negativity or no critics or whatever. Honey, that's part of life. <laughs> and I think when people really learn that lesson, life happens, okay? Just calm down. Life's going to happen. Somebody's going to hate on you. Somebody's going to say, ooh, I don't think you're going to do that. People die getting that surgery. Well, guess what? People die at the dentist's office too. So you're you going to stop going to the dentist because somebody got an injection and they killed them? No, you're going to keep going. So do what you got to do to get your life back. That's my thing about the surgery. I got my life back. And I don't care what people say, oh, you you did the easy way. Sure did. <laughs> if that's what you want to call it, mm-hmm, yeah. I did whatever I need to do for me. Now, you do what you need to do for you, but on the other hand, you're not, your little criticism is not going to affect what I do because this is my life. I got to live with this. So, you know, life happens. So what? Let's yep. keep moving. <laughs> Connie. I love it. You you are a cheater, but you are a survivor, and you've given us all all I think great insights and hope. And frankly, you've taken away some of the worry about people who do fall off the the wagon for a day or two, or for even a week or longer. There is hope, and you just got to get up, stop beating yourself up, right, and uh, get positive again. Because we all fall off the wagon, and then not just in eating. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. they say, well, okay, I'm save some money. Honey, I'm a I am a thrift store addict. I mean, seriously, I I seen to go to the thrift stores and I said, okay, I can't. I only got a couple of dollars. I can't go. There's one right across the street from me, so you know, that don't help. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I go out my driveway, the thrift store is standing there looking at me. So I, I gotta go in. So we all gonna <laughs> fall off the wagon. So you know, come, just pick yourself up. Come on back. We love you just the same. Come on back. <laughs> Very true. We do. Connie, I love you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being here. I, I truly appreciate it, and I know that everybody listening uh, appreciates your time as well. So thank you. And anybody that needs encouragement, look me up. I already gave you my name. I'm on Facebook, Constance Burrow. Um, Dan, you got my number. If you need to, if you need to talk, call me. I'm good at this talking thing. Okay. <laughs> she definitely is, guys. And you can reach out to me too, and I'll I'll hook you up with Connie as well. 
but uh, feel free to reach out to her on Facebook. Connie, thanks again. I, I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Before and After Bariatric Surgery Podcast. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or Stitcher Radio. As always, check out the before and after photos from today's interview on obesitycoverage.com. If you'd like to be interviewed for an upcoming podcast, email us at info at obesitycoverage.com. Remember, it's never too late to get healthy.